everyone we have a really really fun podcast for you today you know we started off hot off the presses with the azuri national team drama with Mancini resigning Conte possibly replacing replacing and spalletti you know kind of in the wings followed by you know summer storylines as to who had the most impactful transfer window to who we're most intrigued by in the transfer window of the Serie A teams. Then we go into Serie A storylines and what we're most excited about this coming season. You know, then things get a little spicy with the predictions and potential bets that we're looking at to put in. Again, we aren't betting advisors, but you know, we like to partake in the fun a little bit. Um, but again, you know, thank you everyone who listens to the podcast. We really do appreciate the support you guys give us. I'm always happy to you know make your learning, listening experience as enjoyable as possible. But again, thanks and hope you enjoy the pod. What's up, everybody? Preseason summer check-in. We're here. We got four of the five members of the Brain Trust. We got Marco, your host, Galano, Mike, Rocco. Serie A starts in less than a week. I'm fucking amped. Everyone here, although they're not saying a word, we're fucking amped. We're ready to do this. Boys, how we feeling? Five days away and season starts. Anybody pumped? Anybody excited? Anyone just want to fucking jump off a bridge? I don't know. Yes. There it is. All <laughs> not, right. Not All right. Don't, know, but don't know which one that was. Some of the to. other stuff. But... All right, so we're going to go right into it. We have a full slate, you know, preseason stuff. We have plenty of topics to go through. But before we get into any teams or any of the league, the Azzurri, what a coaching shakeup that's going on right now. Mancini officially resigned. It's mutual consent, right, before I say he resigned. Mutual consent by FIGC and Mancini, or did he just resign? Want to get that certified. I thought he just resigned. That's what I thought. Yeah, he just resigned. Perfect. Okay, I was right the first time. Now, Spalletti and Conte, the two highest candidates, but apparently Spalletti is because he's owed three million. Napoli's owed three million for him resigning a season earlier than when his contract ended. Napoli and De Laurentiis specifically, out of spite, want that three million back from the FIGC. FIGC not willing to pay it, so now Conte is a lead man. Boys, one of you jump in. What's your opinion about the situation so far? Uh, I texted the other day in the group when this news dropped. I was like, it's got to be Conte, right? I just feel like it's. You don't have like a whole cycle at this point. You need a guy who can come in and like not very nuanced style of play. Just get after it. Uh, I think it's Conte. And also, I don't know if we if we said this, but it looks like I guess Mancini's gonna maybe take the job as the head coach of Saudi Arabia. So, oh wow, he's following the money with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but the money's with the clubs, not with the national team. I don't think. But who I'm knows? sure they've got it. I'm sure they have money. But if so if I'm Conte, though, and if these rumors with Juve getting Lukaku, as we'll talk about later, if these do come true, if I'm Conte, if I take the national team job, aren't I now limiting myself to possibly getting the eventual Juve job that's been reported he's going to get all summer long? Like, doesn't that run a little complications to that? I don't know if, if the almighty J, despite <laughs> all of their uh, great finances that are totally above board, I don't know if they could afford to fire Allegri, so I don't know. I just don't see it like as a realistic scenario that Conte would get that job in the near future anyway. Yeah, but it's the J. Anything is possible with the J. As you said, That's their, fi- true. their finances are always above board. They just That's true. They just find the loopholes and execute them pristinely. Get on. They're gonna pull on a different oh. lever. It's gonna oh. be fine. Oh, we're gonna they're gonna turn into Barson now. Get on. Stop being on your phone. Come on. 
No, I'm I'm just looking up more news about the Jag because that's all I care about. Oh. But <laughs> you got to just set the Google alerts. I, that's what I, I do. I, I think the most hilarious part about this is the whole De Laurentiis that angle about oh you know out of principle he wants three million dollars uh, from the FIGC um, for Spalletti. I I think Spalletti. I would have preferred Spalletti to be honest because I think I'd rather Conte in Serie A for all the drama that that would cause, even if it's at the J. Um, yeah, I, I'm still skeptical that it is going to be Conte because he's going to cost an arm and a leg. To be honest, he he probably may cost $3 million worth per annum um, as the coach and if they were just pay the $3 million for Spalletti. So I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm still skeptical it's going to be Conte. I think it's in the end it may, end up, it may be Spalletti. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that I have to add to that is that it's just sort of like any other team. I'd be like, oh, they can negotiate with the owner of that club and find sensible middle ground. But because it's De Laurentiis, I'm like, well, that he wants $3 million. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing to do other than give him $3 million if they want Spalletti. Uh, I prefer Spalletti. I'm just kind of like dreading the idea of watching Italy play in that 3-5-2 again. Yeah. What about Italiano? It seems like it'd be a perfect fit. I don't think <laughs> that's possible. Yeah. I don't think he's ready for that job. I feel like I agree. He just oh, never mind. Whoosh. Right over my head. Uh, yeah, there you go. I think Spalletti would be would be a better candidate because he's better at developing players. Yeah, but at the national team level, or even developing players at that yeah, point? Yeah, I mean, Mancini did such a great job of like giving a lot of players their first appearance, right? Like Zanjolo. No, Conte will never do that. Yeah. The, well, when Giacarini comes back to lead Italy. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that is still playing? Graziano's so. in China. Might still get a call up. Nah, I think he retired. I don't know. He's, no. Pe- nah, does he's Pele retired. still play? He's, he's like <laughs> 40 now. The real, the real Pele. The better Pele. Yeah. Two L's because he's double the player. <laughs> double the player. The original Pele. Um, no, I, I, I say what you want about De Laurentiis. It's, he's every, he's transparent. He knows what he, he's going to say what he wants and pay up or. And he's, and he's coming from a, bi- a team owner and a business owner where at the end of the day, he's, you know, he has the money to get paid out to Spalletti. So it's like, why would I just yeah. pay it out and get no compensation for it at the end of it? So. But yeah, it's it. I remember I saw the news and I saw the rumors originally about like two, three days ago. I'm like, no way, no. I feel like Mancini had like something left to give, and now it's just. And the better question is like this: I feel like the players on this team right now really don't fit a Conte system at all. Yeah. Like you don't have the wing backs that he would need. You has you have Spinazzola, which would be the left wing back, but you don't have the right wing back that can fit in that role either way. And you don't have you have Skamaka, but then who's the other forward that can go up top? That's Marco, the what you're forgetting is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just plug anyone into that role and make it work. He'll just have them running suicides for like three weeks before a tournament. And then all of a sudden you have a world-class left back. Very true. Fa- okay. Maybe. Yeah. Can, does, but, can Victor Moses become an Italian citizen? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> How quickly can he get his uh, citizenship papers? Him and Ashley Young. Conte has, Conte has hookups. He can ask the J for help. You know, you know Contreras is somewhere like running on a treadmill getting ready, right? Like, he's, at, this, he's at Monza, this, no? This is, like, this is his moment to get back on the Azuri. Now, what... So let me, let me pose a different question. If Conte... Because all the hours are pointing to Conte. If Conte gets reappointed... 
let's say he's appointed through the next World Cup qualifying cycle. Does he qualify Italy for the World Cup? Yeah, without a doubt. You think so? Yeah. No. It's an expanded Whoa. field, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to If Italy doesn't make, make the expanded field, I'm, I can't. I don't even understand how that would work. We, we've said, okay, but how many times have we said, like, oh, yeah, there's just, there should be a way Italy goes through. And someone, time and time again, someone we've been predicted wrong. like a. Who was it that said 100% Italy was getting into the into this last <laughs> was it, was it not know. you? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't sound like me. Well, one other point about Conte before we get on to miracles like Italy making a World Cup. Um, <laughs> but does any club team even want him? Like that that that's what I think is like why it makes more sense is that no team in Italy is really ready to throw him cash to come coach and I don't think that anyone in the Prem is really no, enthusiastic about it. I think there's one letter in the alphabet that wants him back. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true, though. I can't see him going to any other team right now. You just kind of know what you're getting into when you get him. It's like you'll win the championship the first year almost definitely, and then all of your players will hate you, and it'll dismantle your team. I guess, like, I don't know, some dumb British team that – feels like they have the history to to win championships like could do it and be like he's going to no, bring us over the top. I'm not going to uh, lie. I've never seen a a modern day coach be more hated in England than Conte. Cuz of what happened with the whole Spurs debacle, every team, every top half English team that I've seen on Twitter are just there's one man we do not want back in the prem and it's this man. And so now <laughs> I don't even think there's any real English club at least in the Premier League, that would want to bring him back. So his only real option is Italy. And as Ganao said, it's been linked that the J, the all hell mighty J, are going to want him back if this Allegri project doesn't work out this year. So, I mean, for him, if I get offered the Italian job, I would take it just because it keeps me in the conversation of, okay, can I still coach? Am I a good enough coach to coach in some other league or in Italy per se? So. Well, just to add on to that, though, Marco, right? Because it's like none of the top six want him in England. Yeah. I also think England's kind of like I don't think that it's worth the investment into Conte because I don't think any team is getting yeah. close <laughs> to City right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for that matter, like Arsenal's got a pretty solid project too. So I don't know that you want to like go with Conte and overhaul if you're yeah. one of those top six teams and. I don't think that there's any team in France that would want him or can afford him outside of PSG. Well, PSG just got Luis Enrique, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And then, obviously, like same applies for Germany. Um, you should go and, coach in Germany. I was just thinking that. I feel like something yeah, about that seems like a good fit. Germany. It would have Bayern. to be Bayern. It would have to be Bayern, yeah. Good job. Dortmund and they do actually Bayern actually does have the players for him. They play a three back system. Well, yeah, and then you have Tuchel who is like yeah, I was going to say he's not German though. Yeah, or Pep to 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 slightly push back on Mike's point. I agree with him. I not I I don't think he's worth the the headache from a management standpoint. Like just from his his sporting director and 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 all that. I don't think he's worth the headache. However, to the Man City point. There's only I, I can only I can't think of a manager that's had better success against teams like Man City and Man City themselves and Antonio Conte. So if you're, if, for example, if Arteta is a bust right this year, yeah, and you know the management thinks that this team is good enough to beat City with the right manager, they may look at a Conte, you know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just saying. Yeah. I, unlikely just because he's not worth the investment and the headache. Yeah. But in terms of playing style, it might work out. I, I get where you're going with that. And also, but I think, again, the national team, if I'm Conte, I see it's like, okay, this is the way that I can be still become a main, a major player in, in coaching at the top, top level. It keeps me in the conversation or in the, at least the thoughts of these people that want to take a chance. I think the other storyline, just quickly on the, on the mentioning retirement, is like the, the drama, the behind the scenes drama. I, I, there's some news outlets, there's some other podcasts that I've talked about, like how apparently the decision to play Bonucci in the lead up. Uh, to the World Cup qualifying was the straw that broke the camel's back with the FIGC where they were saying stop playing Bonucci and Mancini was like no I'm gonna ride or die for my guy and <laughs> yeah that ends up being you know if that, if that if that is true assuming that is true that that's a sad way to go out for Mancini if that's well, also the, if that Mancini, really Mancini has had a, a rough year because he lost Gianluca yeah. Vialli he yeah. lost another player he was with that something I forget the name I think yeah. it was a British player but he lost to them. So he's had a, a hard emotional year. Plus, speaking of the FIG, FIGC and the team itself, you have the new um, Viali role being filled by Buffon, who... It's all J guys. Exactly. Who, during, when Juve made those two, uh, well, one of the Champions League runs to the final, who was the coach, Conte. So I, I just hope that we don't go back to the old way of just like playing the old timers and, you know, resting on our laurels. That that would be really unfortunate. Well, if I you sign we were, Conte, you're doing that. I thought we were going in the right direction. So that would be sad. Yeah. So, so. boys, any more thoughts or are we ready to move on? Conte should coach in MLS. Miami? Except no, they have Tata Martino, but like I could see Conte coming to MLS and coaching some team with no talented players to the championship. New York Red Bull? That's it. That's all I have to say. That's a wild hot take. <laughs> I think it's a it's a cold take. I think it makes so much sense. He would never do it, though. He's too my much pride. pride. I don't know, but man. Yeah. The, the, the money Messi's getting, you tell me Conte can't get like a quarter of that? You know? You never know. No, I'm saying I, I definitely don't think he can get a quarter of that money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to move on to now the actual league, and I'm going to go around the Zoom Zoom call right now. Right now, who do you guys think have had the best summer transfer <clears throat> business done out of the teams in Serie A? I'm going to start with Mike on this one. It's a very low bar. Um, Is it? I don't, think, I don't know. I don't think that any team in Italy has had an exceptional summer. I'm saying comparatively amongst the teams in Italy. No, Forget, I know. Yeah. I'm just like qualifying what I'm about to yeah, say. Yeah. With like, I don't think that any team did a ton to make themselves an outright favorite or so much stronger that it's like, you know, blowing me away with what they did. I will say that with the limited resources that they had and the constraints put on them, I think Roma had a fairly good summer and I might rate them. I think what they did in the midfield gives them a little bit of depth. Um, they got rid of Rodri Banez, which is maybe the best move in all of Italy. It's the most well, outrageous thing I've ever seen. Not only did he get, did they get rid of him, how much they got rid of him for is still yeah. FFP, FFP should sanction that. That's 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 insane. <laughs> that's, that's the most outrageous sum of money for a garbage player I've ever seen. Okay, I'm done. I'm not going. It was like thirty million, right? Yeah, it was plus 30 bonuses. Million. Oh, plus bonuses uh, and I'll a resale that. value. It's Good. ridiculous. I'm done. I'm, okay, next. Oh, I was just gonna say, Mike and I had a free pod call 
And he just <laughs> broadcasted all of my opinions on this no, matter. That's yeah. not it. And let me finish Please. my thought. Um, I think that I would maybe pick Milan if they didn't sell Tonali. But like even with that, it's like they got a lot of money for Tonali, so it's not terrible business. <laughs> um they brought in a lot of talent, and I think like we'll get into this, but I think like the one thing Milan's still missing for me is an out a good outright striker. Um because I think I think now with Pulisic and Leo on the wings, it's a really I like that attack a lot. Um I don't know, I don't I guess I'd say I'm between those two teams. I think like Napoli had a lackluster window. Um, I think that I guess Napoli like didn't lose their two sh- like attacking stars, so that's a positive. Yeah, but, but they lost. Uh, they lost the best defender in Serie A. Like, Min, Min uh, Roma lost the best defender in Serie A. Yeah. Um, I'll pass to somebody else though for their thoughts, but I, I'd say I'm between Roma. And Milan for the best two windows. Rocco, you're up. Um, I like I like both of those, and I've, I guess I'm trying to kind kind of trying to look at this in terms of like a team that made moves that's going to have like significant impact on on their position in the table, which is why I liked Roma's moves uh, for a lot of the reasons Mike said. I think like it really they really strengthened their midfield, and I'm still a dumb Serie A fan from like a few years ago. So like, I'm like, Oh my God, if they get Duvon, it's over. They're going to just run the league. Uh, but apart from that, I, I really like Atalanta's market. That's what I was going to um, say. I think like selling high on Hoyland and selling Boga uh, and selling a couple other small pieces and bringing in, mm-hmm. you know, Skamaka. Kaka. Don't forget about their most important piece which has not been wrapped up yet, but will change the face of Serie A forever. <laughs> Bringing in Charles DK. Look, I the mean, case stands for I think there's a real chance that he would go there and look like someone who plays professional soccer for a living. Uh, he would score a goal. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, I like theirs. I think that like Atalanta just does this this game so well. Yeah. Where they like build up a player, sell them, and bring in new guys who they're going to build up and sell. So, uh, yeah, I guess not too surprising, but uh, yeah, I like Atalanta's moves. Yeah, I think Atalanta's for me as well. I think selling Hoyland for eighty mil and then Demaral and everybody else. I think I like what they've done. I don't think they've gone weaker. I think they've actually probably improved. They brought in some some very high talented developmental projects, um, and they're probably at what a gain of sixty million this year net. Like, yeah. I I don't think anybody can. can I, I think yeah, probably if you do like the amortization, it's probably more. Yeah, they got how much? No, Jay County is away. Are we from Goff saying that uh, if they get forty points, it's a successful year? <laughs> I think. Uh, leave it for Mike. Leave it to Mike to completely just discredit Atalanta in any way. May the rivalry between Mike and the Atalanta fans continue. <laughs> I'm still out there on Twitter fighting them every day. Hordes <laughs> of Bergamese people just beating <laughs> at me. It's the rivalry that just is so fruitful for everybody involved. Um, no, I think Atalanta is the is the clear cut winner. I think 
I was really excited about what Inter was doing until the, the drama. So I'm not. They're definitely not winners in my book. Um, wait, 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 wait. But you have to be excited about Inter's summer transfer window, bringing in Juan Cuadrado. Juan Cuadrado. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guy. that's Your a. Guy. That's a. That's a. I, that's something I'm wrestling so, so with here, internally. Here's, here's <laughs> yeah. the funniest thing about that because for years while he was on Juve, I've always took it out. It's like, yes, you hate Quadrado, but if he were to play for Inter under either Conte or Inzaghi, he would be the perfect right wing back for the system. And he is. But now you're getting him on a free and you're possibly at the expense of Lukaku going the other I way. I just love the fact that Inter's the quote the now the team of principles given the whole Samadzic uh, yeah. scenario. And meanwhile, they're signing the guy who punched their captain goalkeeper for the past 10 years. So like, like right. you know, team team so of I, principles. I have some thoughts here that are probably going to calm Gaetano down a little bit. Um, he <laughs> met with the Ultras. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You know who I'm really excited to meet with the ultras. Oh, God. Um, second stint with Inter. Second stint with Inter. Oh my God. What's it? Uh, Arnautovic. Arnautovic. I, yeah. I think there may be <laughs> the team of morals and this. Yes. <laughs> team of morals and principles just continues to show great uh, show show greatness. Um, they came back for their boy. That's what it is. You it know, is. that's what it was. You know, and unfortunately, you know what. They realized someone that maybe has the same political views as some of their ultras, and I think they were like, "Oh, this yeah. is great, nice." So, um, oh, I'm really excited. Fan favorite, fan uh, favorite. Fan, I think he's gonna. Be, I think he's gonna be a fan favorite for a few people. So, I unironically think that, like, if Cuadrado were like two years younger, there would be like a Pirlo effect where people would like forget that he played for you then because he <laughs> fit so perfectly. I think I think he's going to like win over unironically I think he's going to win over the fan base pretty quickly. I think he's going to have a jersey this time next year. Nah, he's guy, if guy comes in last place in the points thing, I will buy him a Cuadrado jersey. I will, I will actually like put money in a pool to get that for you. <laughs> Can we get it signed? <laughs> oh baby, that would be pretty good. I, I think and if they win the Champions League, we gotta get the Champions League winner thing on it too. Listen, they 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 did a similar. It's nowhere near the gravity, but uh, when they did the Asamoa, mm, like yeah. that was that was yeah. nice. But he was like a good person and not an asshole in the field. Like Cuadrado has been a thorn in my side for the past like eight years. So yeah. I'm yeah. Though again, him I feel the same way between him and I keep forgetting his name Arnautovic, where I'm just like they're good players. They're probably gonna work out great in the system, but just at a principal standpoint, I hate the moves. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You know why Inter had a bad window? They kept Korea. That is that is probably the word. And not only did they keep Korea, is because they kept Korea, they lost out on other parts. Like like, yeah, the Skamaka one hurts me to my core. That one will that one will really kill me for for years to come. Uh, right. But yeah, no, Atalanta Atalanta is the winner. Atalanta is the winner in the summer. In my in my bag. All right, Marco, what's your take? I I really like the Milan one. Just be like their summer so far, just because they definitely, you know, we've lamented on this from on the pod last year specifically about that right wing position, and now with the addition of Pulisic, I don't remember that. <laughs> I quite liked Milan's right wing. So like they add bus driver Messius and Salamakers. <laughs> they they added Pulisic, which is a huge upgrade from what they've had. Um, yes, you lose Tonali, which is not great, but the fact that you turn that into Loftus Cheek, Reinders. Uh, you still kept Krunic for for right now. 
And they added, um, who else did they add? They added Chukwizi, Musa, who I think Musa is going to be fantastic in Serie yeah. I'm very looking forward to him. And again, it's like the Tonali transfer reminds me of the Lukaku transfer from Inter back to Chelsea, where it's like, you get that money for that player out of nowhere, you kind of have to do it. And then, you know, you do what you do with the money. Like, my only issue though with Milan is that they didn't get any backup at the center back, which is going to be a concern, especially watching the preseason. Tomorrow hasn't looked good. Kiar looks old. Kalulu, I think they said, is going to be playing as a right back behind Calabria at some point. So that's. I think they loaned out Gabia, right? Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So it's and like. And also losing Brahim. Like, yeah, and just going and back and to Real Brahim. kind of blows. Yeah. Not really much they could have done there. I think Real yeah. like saw yeah. it as a oh, type opportunity. So, yeah. So like, yeah. I I really like the Milan. I think there's there's right now I think has the highest ceiling because it, like Galano's been raving about Loftus Cheek for forever. Like that's his boy. And so if he's healthy for a full season, I'm very curious to see how he's do well. how he does well. Reinders has looked good as like that hustle player in the midfield. So there's a lot of intriguing pieces, and a lot of them aren't like established players enough where there's still no one really has a full on scattering report with them. So I'm interested to see that. Um, that's a lot of the one I think is good, but I think they're still relatively weak at the back. Like um, Scalvini has looked weak at the Euros that he was in the past summer. So people are having questions about that. Um, and they still have that goalie issue where, you know, he looked okay at some points, but there were other points in the season last year where he didn't look as good. Again, is that the defense's fault? We don't know. Um, I'm I'm just totally disappointed in Napoli's window, if I'm being honest. You get that money for Kim Min Jan, you lose your sporting director, and you really don't have a splash signing. Again, if their scouting department proves me wrong, I'd be greatly delighted. But right now, when you lose a director going to Juve, when you're arch rivals or a rival, and then you lose the best defender in Serie A, and you don't really replace him with a similar caliber player. That gets me scared as to, you know, not even just a title, a title defense, but a competitive nature in Serie A. And also, you lose Spalletti. Like, he was far and away. What he did with the squad offensively was a spectacular job. And I, and with Rudy Garcia coming in, I'm not looking forward to him as an appointment at all. I think he's going to really downgrade the system. And a lot of people in Napoli and in Serie A are going to wonder, like, what happened with this team? And that might, well, lead, that might lead to further exoduses, so... That's what I was debating in my head. I didn't know which one it was. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. No, no, you're good. I'm I'm good now. I'm good. <laughs> um, all I was gonna say is like you lose Kim, you bring in one of the least defensive coaches. Yeah. Coached Sedia in a long time. It's like potential recipe for disaster just just flagging that as an issue mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know on paper napoli have if not the most the second most talented team in Serie A, bar none on paper i i, I don't <laughs> think that's a stretch to say that they proved it last year with that with that squad again maybe the coach did a little more magic than people expected but on paper that's a top two talented team they probably have the seventh best coach though no, agree. I, I, that's what I'm saying, right? So it's like, in my mind, if Napoli don't finish top two, worst case scenario, top three, that's a huge failure. Huge failure for this team. Wait because, until we get to the top four predictions. No, because... <laughs> no, because hear me out. 
They fi- they finish out of the out of the top two. Let's say they finish. Save it third. for the team. Save it for the team by team. I'm like, this is my prediction. I'm just saying. I'm giving a scenario right now. I know, but we're gonna go team by team to discuss what we're expecting into the season. You don't have to go in, down that road. This right isn't now. my expectation. We're still recapping. What a uh, well planned podcast. Looks yeah, like. come on. All right, all right. we're recapping. All right, the summer, all, right, right. all right, all right, all right. Well, that's that's a good transition because now we're <laughs> now going we're now we're going to set a storyline. So I'm, I'm gonna take a breath. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Pat, pat myself down a little bit. I'm gonna start working out on this one. I see Marco sweating. I see like these little pellets of sweat breaking out. Well, we don't have air conditioning on, so I'm fucking dying over here. Um, Galano, right now, what is one of, if not your biggest storyline going into the season? Oof, biggest story. I I, I, I love the parody. One, you have to go with one, and it can be good or bad. I think the winner of this year's Scudetto is gonna be is gonna win by one or two points. I think it's going to wow. be okay. the most highly contested Scudetto. Who's going to win Sul Campo, though? <laughs> There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. You can assume that that would be by 12 points. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. I think, I think this is going to be the most highly contested Scudetto this year. I think the top four is going to be awesome to watch. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be the most competitive league um, across in the world. I think there is no team... The the strongest team in in the league got weaker, and everybody else got a little bit better. Um, I, I'm very I'm very excited to to see how this goes, and I'm excited. I, I don't. I that's going to be my storyline. I think to see kind of the parity without within. All right, Rocco, you're up next. Yeah, I like the way you phrased that. I think I would have. I'm very cold on Napoli, so I was going to say just like the the drop off year to year from Napoli is. is Something I'm looking to as a big storyline. Uh, Rocco last year famously put them seventh in the top seventh, seven predictions. Seventh place. I'm doubling down. Uh, not, we're not I think they're going to fall yet. off dramatically. This okay. Year. All right. Mike, you're up. Yeah, I mean, just parody's a good one, and I think that that would have been my top one. I'll say, like, in terms of another storyline, I'm really curious to see what the post-Maldini era in Milan looks like now. Mm, um, it was a really crazy start to the summer when they just kind of fired him and Masada just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I don't think that they had a bad summer. You know, like I obviously, if you listen to that first part, you know that. But I feel like this team has a chance to really look good on the pitch and to vindicate ownership's decision. Um, that being said. If they don't, I think that the fan base is going to be, you know, like they already have that fuel mm. throw on the fire if things look like they're not going to be good off of the jump. That's fair. Am I? Am I no. I, I'm the last one, right? I'm the last one. Yeah, Rocco has got to go. Yeah, yeah. No, Rocco, oh, I went. You were standing up or something. Yeah. yeah. Turning on the AC for Marco. My, mine's pretty simple. Juve. That's my storyline. Of course. Always is. Italy always, is always dominates yeah. the whole the so, headlines. So you have all, so obviously everyone knows that they're not going to be in UEFA. Well, wait, Marco, we were talking about Serie A headlines. Not I know. So, so, so hear me out. <laughs> Come on, Marco. Well done. Well get, done. Get sir. your leagues right. I feel like this podcast has just transformed to a Juve troll podcast. No, I'm, I'm, I gen- never troll no, you. No. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. So much. <laughs> the other day, walked around my house with no shirt on. I saw a J over his heart. <laughs> it's always there. It's beautiful. Um, no, I'm. You know, I think 
you know, a lot of people kind of have their eyes on Juve saying like, okay, they're only in one competition. They're playing one time a week. And they're always kind of like the the Sith Darth Vader-esque figure in City yeah, where it's like no one, no one kind of knows what to expect from them. Now you have a season where they're in one competition. They're kind of in a rebuild mode. They have the youth, they have the youth products to actually do well this season. So I think the storyline is how are Juve going to fare in Serie A with one competition? And does that spell a kind of doom and gloom for the other teams, especially that most of them are in European competition this year? Don't want to spoil it too much. Just a little pushback. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't in Europe for very long last year, so. <laughs> yeah, but wait, yeah, but even, even if you're in Europe for like a, two months of the year, your players get exhausted during that time frame anyway. Just to travel alone. Exactly. The travel alone, plus you're playing in... At that point, no, they were no, they played Europe for longer. They're in Europa they, League. They, yeah, they made the drop down. Yeah, the parachute. They did. The, yeah, I know. I was just memeing, memeing. Yeah, yeah. So stop making jokes at you this expense. Yeah. So I think, and also, what's still to be determined is obviously this window is coming to a close in the coming week, in the coming days and weeks. <clears throat> but January, who knows that they're going to offload even more talent, <clears throat> right? And they're going to clear the books even more, quote unquote. Clearing books with Juve never means anything clean, but. You know, these are still these storylines around Juve where it's like, okay, is this the season that they kind of get their shit together? And then everyone in Serie A is kind of like, fuck, we have to then now readjust to be concerned with how Juve is doing, right? Like, I think that's an interesting storyline. So that's it for me on that one. Um, anything else, boys? Because we got we got a lot to get to now. I, I, I'm also curious to see if... I feel like this is like the underlying storyline for Serie A for the last like three years. If there's any new owners, if there's any new ownership changes that go on this year, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just holding my breath for Inter to get purchased, but I'm saying generally, <laughs> I think there are a lot of other. Well, Juve is not changing ownership. I, that, no, yeah. I did see a, uh, I did see a story the other day. I forget who, but it was a, a group of Italians is preparing a bid potentially for Roma. Yeah, but oh, they, wow. the Freakins came out today and said, "No one's trying to buy it. We're not trying to sell it, and we're taking legal action against." Whoever's spreading these rumors. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like there's always there's always murmurs of of sales going on. So I'm curious. Th- I think that's just the underlying. Would you? Okay, so I'm gonna put a either or. Do you think it's either the next owners of a Serie A team? Do you think are either going to be a sovereign wealth fund or a private equity firm? Of the two, or a private equity conglomerate? <laughs> I think it's going to be sovereign wealth. I think it's going to be. You think like it's going to be Saudi? Specifically Saudi? I think it's going to be Saudi. Yeah, like I think who would they buy Inter? Because any any one of those any any team any team besides Juve because Juve is not going to. I heard this point that another good on another podcast, but apparently there was a new. You could have said another good pod. This is a good pod. (laughs) Another good podcast. There was apparently there's a mandate from the Saudi government uh, with respect to developing its brand of of football and and getting their growing the popularity there. So I think you may see Piff getting involved in other investment opportunities. So I, that's where I think it's going to go because they want to get the World Cup in 2032. Yeah. No, 2030. 2030. 2030. So I think that's that's what I think uh, is going to happen. I think it's going to be a sovereign wealth fund and specifically PIF. But okay, I don't know. Do you guys feel the same sentiment or something different? I'd say much more likely to be a PE fund. I think that the money in Italy... I don't think... There's no argument about return the same way and it's not like... It's not like any of these sovereign wealth funds really can't afford whatever English team they want. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that they would be more inclined to go to England than they would be to Italy. Yeah. 
It's mm. a good point. Yeah, I, I agree. Just because like the starting point in Italy is you know significantly lower. I think from like financial fair play stuff, like they can't just come in. Actually, guy, you're I guess the expert on this, but like could could it, could a, sor- a sovereign wealth fund come in and buy like some team that's not in Europe right now and spend their like yeah. spend hundreds of millions of dollars and like get into the Champions League next year and that's fine. Like when does that start mattering? It's so only it's a, teams that are playing in Europe. It's like a three year evaluation window um, where they look at your investments. I mean, not your investments, your, your income against your expenditure. Um, sure. So if you, if you see one year, like a, like 500 million expenditure, but over three years, it comes out to what? 150. Well, again, it changes so, starting next year because you have the COVID ex- year exemptions. Yeah. 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 So, it depends, and and what I haven't seen the the newest regulations as to what they deem to be uh, allowable revenue, and because I know they they provided some sort of regulations allowing for owners to invest some sort of stopgap funding. I don't think mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes away come next year. So we'll see. I don't know. That's a good question, though. I don't know if FFP is really in the calculus for many of these people. Yeah, for that next, as year. we saw with Man City and PSG. FFP doesn't matter. Right. Well, well, it doesn't yeah. matter for it. Only don't get me started. They only come after one letter. But yeah, the the stopgap funding a lot of that was due to the COVID provision that they added. So starting in the twenty twenty four season, twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season, that's when that exception becomes expired because yeah. the last COVID year was twenty twenty one, and when they issued it was a three year kind of yeah. like it got to the three year evaluation period that you have to do your finances for. Yeah. So all right. I like that. I like the. That was a good question. I know. Thank you. I try. That's why. I've, that's my one good thing about the pod. But moment of truth. We touched on it a little bit, but now we're going into it. Predictions all day, every day, boys. I've been thinking a lot about this, but I'm going last because I got to ask you guys the questions. Rocco, your top. I'm not going to go seven. We'll go top four. Make it a little more dicey. Top four and couple kind. No, you got to do top seven. Do top seven. Fine. It's more fun. Fine. Top seven and Capocannonieri. I think that a team that wears blue is not one of one of the two big ones is not going to be in the top four. Uh, There's like three because teams. Because I, I guess I'm Napoli, thinking of Napoli and Inter. One of the two teams from last year that wears blue. I don't know who I'm going to pick, though. This is all going to be in live time. Because I think... I don't know who's going to win. Like, obviously, I didn't know who was going to win last year. I did. But... Uh, I am. Uh, do I have to give you an order, or can yeah, I? Yeah, you got to give an order, Rocco. You got to hold your feet to the fire. The, start from the bottom up. Yeah, go for yeah. Start from seven and work your way to one. Let me look at. Let me. No, I think on. one to seven is either because you can see. No, it's got to be one to seven. Yeah, one to okay, seven. Okay, one to seven. Then. Yeah, come on, Rocco. Who's your winner? Hold on. Hold on. It's too much pressure. I'm ready to jump in if he needs to. All time. right, Mikey, you jump in while Rocco researches. All right. First place, Milan. Nice. Me too. Whoa. I agree. I don't Second. Know. I love Milan. Fanboys over here. Almighty. Juve. Third, I've got Inter. Fourth, I've got Roma. Fifth place, Napoli falls off quite Oof. a bit. That's what I said. Oof. Sixth, Lazio, and seventh, Atalanta. <clears throat> okay. Rocky, you still need more time, or are you good? Uh, 
Someone else go. I don't, don't want to sound oh, like yes. Mike, but I got some I'll ideas. I'll go. So, per my bet on FanDuel, I have <laughs> Juve winning the Scudetto this year. Of course. I think. That's ultimate malachia. That it, whatever I can do to prevent evil in this world, I'll do. Um, no, but I, I. Okay. If they get Lukaku, they're winning the Scudetto. But let's. Now that I now that we don't know Wait, that's can we, can we like can we have these be like our preliminary and if there are any big shakeups at yes. the end of the window we can come back fair 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 okay so let's I'm gonna go on the presumption that they're not gonna get Lukaku because right now it doesn't seem that great um, if they don't get Lukaku I think I think it's going to be Inter to win. I am 20. I am 20. I'm 27. I think then we have Juve, Napoli, Atalanta. Ooh, um, spicy. And then I have Yikes. Roma, Lazio, and oh wait, did I miss Milan? I did you forget about Milan? Fifth, fifth is Milan. I have, I have Milan fifth. So then Roma six, Roma Lazio seven. Roma Lazio seven. Okay. All right. Can I ask what did what? Could you give me what Inter's highlights from their transfer window were, guy? I think Marcus Turam is a big signing, and I think uh, like I like the agree. Fratesi pickup as well. The who pick up? Right. Fratesi. Oh, okay. I think Fratesi was was maybe one of, if not the signing of the summer. What did they do in their defense, though? Like, I feel like... They did. They, That's true. Never mind. They, I've made up my mind. They, I've gone from not sure which of these guys are going to w- be in the top four to... <laughs> can I go? I'm, I'm picking in I, here to win this. No, I'll, I'll, I'll explain No, it. I think... Yes, we lost Skriniar, but Skriniar was gone for most of the season anyway. You know, I, I, I'm not... I'm not sweating that that loss too much. Um, I like Achebe. I like Bestoni. I like the, I, I, we still have Darmian who played as a right center back. I like the new guy Agosto that they got who plays more like a Zinzagi player than than Gossens does. Um, yes, we lost in the keeper department, which I think is going to hurt a lot. But I love the midfield. I think we have more depth in the midfield than we've ever had. And then yeah. unf- I I hate to admit it, but Arnautovic. I don't know about that. Sorry to interrupt, but the midfield gone. Brozovic is gone, which does hurt. But I think coming off the bench, we have Mkhitaryan, and <clears throat> this is assuming Samadzic that still happens. Um, I like the depth there. I like Lautaro. I like the way Lu- that Turam is going to play with him. If he's healthy, you know that's a benefit then over Lukaku. Lukaku got hot at the end of the season, but he wasn't a starter. Did not play. Did not. He was hurt most of the year. And Arnautovic, say what you want, but he played well for Bologna. So, you know, I'm I'm optimistic. I think it's more of just like the other play, other teams got weaker, and I'm banking on kind of the continuity the the continuity of of Inter. So, and it, I, I will just throw this in for what it's worth. Like Inter is the odds-on favorite. Oh, they are. Yeah. Sports bet, uh, books, yeah. So, I I think if they don't get Another striker, they're going to put the money that they would have into a striker, into a defender. That's so, kind of what I'm going with. Can you give me your rundown again? Because I still have Milan as like in the bottom 10 for you. <laughs> Inter, Relegation. Inter, Juve, Napoli, um, Atalanta. Atalanta, Milan, Roma, Lazio. 
I think Milan has a lot of pieces that need to gel together, and that might that might be disruptive. I think the big thing for Milan that scares me is like I I think objectively the midfield got worse, and the reason why like I'm I'm picking them is because I'm like I think Moose is a good fit, but like I'm still scared because. Then I say, is it hurt for the start of the season, as he always is? I think I'm just kind of betting on now that Pulisic is there, teams can't just overload defensively on the left or like on the right, I guess, for them to try to stop uh, layout. So that might open up more space for him. And I still think that he's far and away maybe the best attacking player in Italy. So I, I, I'm, I'm essentially betting on layout to carry, as I guess. Dave, he's my the best. I, bet, is it isn't there an African Cup as well this year? No, that was la- that was last year. No, they, that's that's why I said Napoli was going to be in like tenth place. No, I think they have a cup because year. the whole there was like some issue with with Real Madrid going after an Algerian or a Moroccan keeper. It's because they didn't know his availability. There's something going on. So I think Benacer is going to one be hurt, then have another kind of national team obligation that he has to go to. So that plus you have, it's a brand new midfield. It's brand new. They've never played a day in Serie A. The defense has not looked good in preseason for Milan. I don't know. I'm a, and and plus you have that, you know, instability at the sporting side. So I I don't know. I think there's, there's a lot that needs to gel together right away for Milan to make top four in my mind, which I think is a lot. I have a couple more thoughts on that. I think like one, like, Preseason is always a tough thing to judge yeah. in soccer because I, I just don't know. But I think that Milan's back four is kind of the only back four now that has been together for multiple years in Italy um, with all of them as starters. Because, um, I mean, there's going to be a shakeup at Juve without Monucci. Skriniar was there for the you know past, like, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Roma has been a revolving door in recent years. Um, you know, Kim is gone. I guess Lazio's is the same as last year, but they're going to have an extra competition that they have to care about this year. So I guess I think that their defense can probably figure it out and they're at least comfortable with one another. Having Manyan back for the beginning of the year and not hopefully not having him gone for months will yeah. like get them points. And I think like one of the other things that I'm thinking here is that this is going to be like a low 80s Scudetto yeah. max. It might be like high 70s. I don't think that any team is like going to pummel teams. I, I, there's no shot that any of these teams get to 90 this year, I don't think. And even Napoli getting past 90 last year was crazy. I don't think anyone in their right mind could have predicted that. Y'all ready for this? Did, so wait, wait, what what Ra- do I, mean? I thought Rocco. I know. I'm going to Rocco you next. God damn. Uh, we waited long enough. It definitely seemed like you were about to go into your set. I thought so. No, I wasn't. Right no, now. I wasn't. Not at all. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. You get all up close to the mic, dude. No way. Rocco, who you got? Let's hear it. Okay. Enter to win. Jeez. Jay in second place. Jay. I, I think with you, that it was like. As much as it was painful to watch them last year, they would have been second place with, if not for the unjust points deduction. Yeah, I had them in my predictions as second. You all laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> if they get Lukaku, they're going to win Serie A. I'm just putting it out. I want it to be on record. Okay, okay. continue, Rocco. Continue, Rocco. 
And yeah, I don't know. Did, I don't know if they, they lost anyone major. I've been a Tim Weah fanboy forever. He's always on my FIFA teams. So God. Uh, I kind of like that move. There's rumors Berardi will finally make the move to Juve. I don't know how that would work because there's only one attacking spot in an Allegri team. So what is he going to do with all of these two or three attacking-minded players? Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with them second. I do have concerns about their defense. I know Mike's talking about Bonucci going. Like, unless I'm forgetting people entirely, right? Like, if they're playing three at the back, it's, I would think, Danilo, Bremer, and uh, Gatti. Yeah. Uh, then, like, who else? Rugani. He's back. Didn't sell him? I thought they were selling him to Chelsea. Oh, he's gone, yeah. He's oh, he is gone? Wait, what? No. no. I have no idea. That's part of I my Scudetto know. pick. I'll look at The up. fact oh, that Rugani is going to be there. Rocco says I'm they on, always I'm play on. great. He's, he's the defender version of Consiglio. Yeah. No, I think he's still at Juve. He's had an amazing career staying at Juve. <laughs> he might be forced to play more. But yeah, I, that's one concern I have. Um, and then the fullbacks also. I'm kind of talking myself out of this. A little bit, but I'm just going to stick with it. If they play wing backs, I think Kostic is good on the left, and then I guess Weah will play on the right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with you there a second. Um, non-biased, Roma third. I think that their midfield has, has improved a lot. Did you also, real quick, Matic is leaving Rome because he had an affair and his wife was like, you have to leave Rome or we're done. <laughs> is that an true? Incredible storyline that you only get in. Oh, sorry. I did not know uh, that. That's what I read. It was like he wanted to stay, but he had some side piece in Rome. And she was like, all right, you're either moving to France because she works in France or that's it. So he left. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with them in third. And I'm going to go Milan in fourth. Uh, I'm kind of high on, on the attacking options they got. Like, I like Pulisic, and I've been saying that they need a right wing for ages. So when you guys were arguing just now, I, that was, I was wavering back and forth. But um, I'll go Milan fourth. Napoli fifth. I think Kvartoshelia has to drop off. I, I don't. He can't be as good this year, right, as last year. That's I'm budgeting that in, and Kim being gone, new coach. Uh, yeah, fifth for them for me, and then Atalanta. I'm gonna go with Lazio sixth. There's a lot of good teams, man. I know, like people who don't follow Italy would be like, "Oh, there's no good teams." There's people who do follow Italy that know these things. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good teams. Because I'll go Atlanta 7. And it's hard for me to keep Fiore out of my top 7 with their big summer transfer signing, <coughs> Artur, going in to anchor the midfield. Such a and uh, I'm curious to see where Bonucci goes. If he goes to Lazio or Fiore, that could change my top 7. No, apparently he's about, Dropping... to go to, he's about to go Union Berlin to play Champions League football. Really? Yeah, that's the rumor. It's between Berlin and Lazio right now. He should just go to Lazio. He should go to Berlin if he wants to keep playing Champions League. Um, I'm not gonna lie. All this, uh, all those conversations are really making me regret my Milan take. Uh, <laughs> not feeling so good about that right now. I came in, I was like, "Here's a big brain take," and now I'm like, 
Oh, mama. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean someone's going to be wrong. Someone's going to be right. Yeah, someone, someone's going to be dead wrong someone's or barring dead. a legal accusation be completely right. But that's just neither here nor there. All right, Rock, are you good? They look last year. Too. Yeah, yeah, good. Inter right. winning it all. Juve second. Atalanta third. Napoli fourth. That's, that's hot. Milan fifth. Lazio no, sixth. Roma seventh. What? Wow. Marco, wow. Marco me with the fucking hot taste fucking <laughs> right, That is so insane. Let's, let's I got to hear the Lazio over Roma logic. This makes no the sense Lazio to me. The Lazio over Roma logic. You lose Milinkovic Savic, right? Yeah. Who else do they lose? I'm going right now to their transfer market. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. I kind of want to take Lazio out okay. of the top seven. So, I put him seven. So you lose Milinkovic Savic, right? Yeah, you're okay. best player. He's the best player. Fair. Whatever. I'll take that, right? But I trust the system and the coach itself over what I have at Roma because Roma, you have two players with significant injury concerns and a flame at Ronaldo Sanchez and Oar who had one year of hype and then what happened to him after that? So your midfield is reliant on that. Pellegrini towards the end of the season was relying was relied on to create everything because Dybala wasn't consistent enough to be healthy for the whole season. That's so half, not even true. So half and of your offense is gone. Okay, Prime you example. You need everyone to be like fucking a game every day. Okay, when you've got you have, all these mid you have, players. You have you have that about. first tier of the midfielders I just said. Who do you have after that? Uh, they have. You're gonna tell me uh, Chris, Paredes, Cristante is gonna link the attack in? with the back? Come on now. They have Mourinho. Oh, I'm sorry. NYCFC legend Tati Castellanos is gonna carry fucking Lazio through. Agreed. I never um, said I never said he's going to carry. I just think, first of all, they're two of the lowest on my board. So let's not let's not think I'm I'm saying they're that much better than each other. Okay, that's one. Me, Milan, like Mike said, and what Galau has said, the gelling of the parts is going to be a lot to deal with in the first season under Pioli in City. Someone on this pod is going to look like a genius, and another <laughs> one of us is going to look like an idiot. So you have that, right? So you have the Milan clusterfuck of the midfield and the forwards linking up together properly, and also a defense a defense that has looked kind of shaky with Teo especially being linked with the move away, right? You have all that going on. You have the two Rome, Roman clubs kind of in flux with the Mourinho getting a lot of these new pieces and Saudi dealing with his best player being gone. So you have all this influx, right? What have, what have we said on this pod? Who arguably has had the best transfer window? Who out of... A, a team that can get all these random disregarded parts, put them together, Atalanta, and they have recruited players that are the key aspects of their team. They're big and they're athletic. That's all they need, and they will cause havoc against the other teams with that size, okay? You have Inter, who all they did was a similar job to Milan, but instead of going from the complete ground up, they went and started from a higher position, retooled with Toram, which Galano has said bajillion times on this podcast and in, in private conversations with him and I, that it's a great fit. It's a Lukaku light type of player, right? Lautaro probably has something now to prove being a captain, right? You have Quadrado, who's now a creative force instead of cinder blocks for feet, Dumfries on the right wing. <laughs> so you have that piece. Juve, again, you have one competition to, to worry about. And also, Juve, no matter how bad they play, you can't knock them for this. They get results. Yeah. 
Adelata is third, and I have Napoli dropping off immensely from their first place, but I still think there's enough talent, and you have the Capocananieri in Osimhen, where any ball gets lofted in there, he's going to finish it. So that alone should get you, if not fourth, fifth, but I'm going to stick with fourth, because that's my pick. I think most of that is sound logic. Switch Lazio and Atalanta for me. Your arguments for them have made them go down in my mind. I, I, I don't see that. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't I don't like the Lazio part. I forgot about Sergey. Drop okay. Lazio to second. Can I, uh, can I just for All a right. second appreciate how how well that is going to be, uh, how how well they're going to do at El Halal with Neymar and Sergey Milinkovic Savage hooking up. <laughs> if, if Julia was on the pod, he'd be like, Juve 1, Al Nassar 2. <laughs> Al Halal 3. <laughs> um... But yeah, that, look, I know it's hot. I know like my eyebrow, all your eyebrows are on fire. I know, I get it. But you know, this is going to happen. It's all it is. I have a quick question. Is Osimhen hurt No, to no. start the season? No, he's not. I thought I saw something on the Napoli subreddit about how he got banged up on a tackle. Mike, Mike, just because you put that out in the air doesn't mean it's going to happen, okay? You, you no, made a bad pick with he's, Milan. He's going to he's, he's do the dance. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to do the, the Calabres the witch doctor dance. Yeah. No matter what Mike's done. <laughs> I would never. If Milan wins the scooter this year, I'm, I have some shit to eat. Yeah. All right. But now, you guys didn't say this. Capo Cagnanieri. Oof. I'm going to pick DV, DV, DV7, DV9, what does he go by nowadays? <laughs> DVC, you later. Uh, it's got to be Osman, right? Let me see. Can't think he, I can't. The only one Lautaro. that's going to challenge him, the only two are going to be Immobile if he's healthy Not and Giroud. Lautaro. Those are the only two that are going to challenge him. <laughs> Not Giroud? No. Who are the top strikers for the, the guys? Hey, Lautaro finished seven. second last year for the record. Who, for Milan, it's, it's Giroud who will get the bulk of the chances, right? Yeah. For Juve, it's Vlaovic. For Lazio, Immobile. Napoli, Osimhen. Roma. Belotti. Zapata. If they get Zapata, it'll be Zapata. Yeah. Uh, Atalanta, who's, who's... It's Skamaka. And who's the other team? They have Skamaka, Lukman, Copen Miners. They got so I Listen, I put them in my top four. What else did I have in my top seven? I'm trying to think of the striker who I'm missing. You have Immobile, Duvan. Um, uh, Skamaka, you have... Oh, I enter. Churam, I guess. Lautaro. No, 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 Lautaro. Lautaro. Yeah, I wouldn't go with either of those guys because they're going to split the goals. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a bounce back year from from Korea. Duzan. Oh. I'll stick with Dusan. <laughs> Not Korea. Not Korea. <sighs> Watch him have like a super I, bounce uh, back year. Listen, I'd be mean, the best. Honestly, Inter just trolls me now. Can Making you, Lautaro captain can you check on Fanduel what top score odds are? I'm curious. Okay, I'll check it right now. Game. I don't even know Fanduel has that, dude. I'm surprised he even had. I would think. Out to be I would think Osimhen's going to be the odds on favorite. I right? think he is so too. too. Um. I'll check, but yeah, I just think like with with Inter, it's going to be splitting Skamaka. 
uh, new to, to a new system. I don't, I don't love that. Yeah, he's got to slow down at some point. Last season, Inter split like the chances amongst the foes. You know, Lotaro got most of the goals, but the amount of chances they created were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So it's like no finishing ability. Yeah, whatsoever. you had Zeko who would be always be behind the play because you're just slower. He's older, but you have Toram now and Lotaro. And when you're given 100 chances and you convert 20% of them, it's like, yeah. you know, it's not hard. It's not great, but it's not horrible. So the only futures that's that they have for Setia yeah. are outright winner and top four yep. finish. Yeah, so they yeah, don't have too. the odds on Kappa. Okay. All right. So you want to give the fan duel odds? Yeah. What do you want odds for on what? Okay. No, I'm, I'm just giving you, uh, right. you for outright winner first. Yeah. yeah outright winner. With yeah. the best odds at plus 200. Yep. Napoli 240. Juve at 410. Milan at 550. Yeah. Wait, you got locked in the value bet. I locked in the yeah, Juve. That's a value yeah. bet. I'm taking that. I already locked in the Juve one. And then top four, Inter minus 360. Jesus. Napoli minus 330. Juve minus 210. Milan minus 140. Roma one, plus 115. Lazio plus 145. I might have to hit that Atalanta top 40. That top, top four. four. I'm about to say, there's nine plus, plus 220. Plus 220. Yeah. I, uh, I can give you guys the bet 365 odds on the top scores. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. please. Uh, do you want do you want the actual odds or just the players in order? Uh, just do players in order. Osiman, Lautaro, and then there's a, a decent drop off to Chiro, and then there's uh-huh. a decent drop off to Leao. Uh, Berardi, Okafor. I assume this is in order of likelihood. Actually, well, would this be a list? Arnautovic, Vitegui, Giroud, Dybala. Do you guys want to instead of doing Capo Canonieri City on MVP? No, no, no. You want to do Capo? That's man, that's a little more intangible. All right, now I want to share my bet. My going into the weekend. Oh, we got to do. We can do game picks. Yeah, we can do game picks. Let me pull up. Should I put my bet first and then we'll do game? Do picks? your bet while I pick okay. up. I'll pull up the. Fixtures. So my bet, five dollars for a payout of one eighty one fifty three. I have Inter money line against Monza, Fiorentina on the road to, at Genoa, Atalanta on the road at Sassuolo, Roma home to Salernitana, Lazio on the road at Lecce, and Juve at home uh, on the road at Udine. Five dollars. I had that same exact bet, pretty much. Yeah. The, first of all, the one that most the most ridiculous one is Lazio plus one ten to win at Lecce, which I think is a steal. So the one that worries me the most is definitely Fiorentina <laughs> and definitely the Roma one. Because Salenitana are a spunky team. I got spunk. I am gonna place a parlay for a Milan win and layout goal. You can't place it yet. The odds are going to be probably like in two, three hundreds, but I think that that's a pretty decent value against Bologna. So game picks? Yeah, game picks before my uh, thing dies. All right. So I'm thinking Inter at home against Monza. Yep. Roma at home against Salernitana. Udine at home against Juve. 
And then Bologna at home versus Milan. Does that work for everyone, or should, are there other ones that people are enticed by? That sounds good. All righty. Uh, do the randomizer. Mike, you go first. On what game? Uh, Roma Salernitana. I'll take 2 0 Roma. Okay. Rocco? Uh, one nil Roma. Galano, I got two one Roma. I got three one Roma. Okay. Uh, next game, Galano is picking first Bologna versus Milan. This is the toughest one. Um, I st- I particularly stayed away from this game. Um, I think it's gonna be a one one draw. Mm-hmm. Torino's not playing. I didn't say Torino. <laughs> no, if it was Torino, it'd be one nothing Torino. We have uh, goals. One one <laughs> Bologna Milan. All right, Mike, you're up. Everyone's got me shook about my Milan. It's <laughs> <laughs> nil Bologna. Uh, I'm gonna say three one Milan. Whoa! Whoa! Big away win for the eventual champions. Rocco, you're up. Yeah, they're gonna start the season hot. I, I was with Gaetano. I was going to say 1-1. One, one. I'll, I'll keep 1-1. One, one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go 2-1 go Milan. Mike is like, okay, the world's against me. Vice keeping receipts. <laughs> All right. Next is Udine Juve. I'm actually going first on this one. one nothing J. It has one nothing J. Right Classic scoreline. Yeah. Yep. Classic scoreline. Next is Rocco. Uh... Two one J. Galano, you're next. Two nothing J. Okay, Mike. Two nil J with a penalty <laughs> in the 89th. Got that. Got that. Got that. <laughs> so, no, we're not two penalties in the 80th and 90th minute. Yeah. Um, last game, Inter at home against Monza. Uh, Galano, you're up first. I got Inter three one. Okay, Mike. Three nil. Three nil. Okay. Uh, Rocco. I'm sorry, what was this one? Inter Monza. Where is it? At Inter. 2-0 Inter? I'm going to go I'm gonna go 2-1 Inter. Monza usually play well I, against Inter. I got a feeling that this is going to be a real Pazza season. I don't I, know now. <laughs> <laughs> They're the odds-on favorite. Something's going to blow up. They're bringing in Arnautovic. I can just see things hitting the fan. No, nah, you didn't what know. If, what if com- he's what if he's the calming force the way, that guides The way them. you combat uh, Pazza is blatant racism. That's how you do it. Oh, in a bottle. Enough. In a bottle. In case you didn't know. <laughs> Boys, anything else before we go our separate ways yes. for this pod? One other item. Sure. It's uh, with a teary eye and heavy heart that we unfortunately have to retire a segment of our podcast as Regina has <laughs> relegated into the depths of Italian soccer. Um, unjustly, uh, I might add. We, for those for those listening, me guys have to look at each other like, what's what wasn't in the plan? What, what is this? Um, who I was who like, is to I was say like, that one's accounting method is better than any other's? <laughs> um, take, a, take a page out of the Jay's book. Ah. Uh, it's the J School of Business. We can still keep tabs on Paletta. I know everyone's interested in that. Well, I mean, it's, well, 
What's going on with them, actually? Because I'm pretty sure they, they got the They old lost to Coyote 2-1 in the cup. After we have that time. sovereign wealth money. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. It's Qatar. Yeah, it's sovereign wealth. Yeah, I mean... They're sovereign. Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's close, Qatar close Airways. Close yeah, I'm about to say, it's not... No, it's not, our, it's not Airways. It's, 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 it's Citigroup. We got it. Not like City. We got it like that. <laughs> Coming up. Um, all right. Oh, all I'm, try, I'm trying to see if Catanzaro uh, made to City B. I don't remember. I think they did. For those listening, still listening at the hour mark, Catanzaro is the me and Gaetano's hometown, uh, mom's hometown in Calabria. So. Catanzaro is. Yeah, in they're in Yeah, they like had a ridiculous well season in City of C last year. Yeah. So we can technically still keep the the city of B segment. I know Mike is good at doing it with. with we can, but it's not the same for Mike. It hurts. It'll it'll hurt me every week now. But yeah, but not even Benevento's in city of B anymore. This is a bummer. <laughs> Look at the city of B table right now. I about yeah. say that's what I'm looking at. Sump, boo. Oh, I can well, only hope they, that they just get delegated this year too. They just appointed Pirlo, no? Some? Yeah. In Saudi Arabia? No, I thought Pirlo's. I thought he Pirlo's gets to the not... bottom of this. Oh yeah, you're right. He coaches some. No, Sam's gonna get promoted then. Oh, easy. I'm now a big believer in Pirlo as a coach. His genius is gonna show in City of E. Yeah. If he didn't have the weight of having Ronaldo, he would have done really well for you then. Definitely. It was between Barcelona. And some for him. Yeah. Jesus. What a what a life to live. But boys, it's always been a it's always a pleasure when doing this, you know. Preseason. We got all of our hot takes in our some some would say toxic takes, but you know. Forza Juve. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had the theme song on here. I would play it as we <laughs> as we head out. But there's boy. a non there, there's a non-zero chance that they would sue us. <laughs> They've got an algorithm running to know who's using DJ songs. They absolutely uh, would. Oh man! But boys, until next time, we have to go. <laughs>